Welcome back to the Ice Bath. I'm Matt. I'm Griff. It's episode 8 already. Let's go, Matt. Who? Episode 8, and I know it's been a while. I took a little time off, but I'm back into poetry, and I'd like to um, debut my newest poem. Here we go. All right, let's hear it. Eagles fly high. Cowboys will cry. You beat a backup. Boo-hoo. Shall I remind them of Super Bowl 52? Sorry, Dallas, but Cooper Rush blows, and the Eagles sit on top at 6-0. and Thank you. The Eagles are 6-0, and and they're looking like the best team in football. Oh, easily. Easily um, the best team. The one thing that my only knock on them is their second-half performances just have not been good. Um, they just kind of come out flat. It looks like they're playing a little conservative. They're just trying to keep avoid those turnovers. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're getting those wins. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. But it does seem like they're not making the correct adjustments at halftime because they're giving up way too many points in the second half Yeah. Um, in comparison to the first half. But if the proper changes are made over this bye week, um, which week seven is the Eagles bye week, along with a couple other teams, I believe the Bills as well. Um, I believe I, I really think that the, you're going to see an uptick in the production of uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, all, all these um, relevant fantasy stars for Philly. So, um, You know, I definitely agree. Uh, speaking of relevance, somebody that has not been relevant, um, especially in the culinary industries, is Russell Wilson <laughs> and the, uh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, you know, right before we started filming today, um, Tom Pelissero tweeted that uh, – Russell Wilson's getting an MRI in his hamstring, and it could be a significant injury. Wow. Um, I know opposing teams and opposing fans of the Broncos might not be too happy about this because uh, Russ just does not look good. Um, but he's getting his MRI today, and we'll know more. But it could be either Brett Rippin or uh, Josh Johnson or – you know, may go out and trade for a backup, but they they may need to plug in that hole at quarterback for. I, I guess I guess we'll know more later, but uh, sounds like it could be a pretty bad hamstring injury to Russ. Yeah, um, and the the Broncos. I mean, you mortgage your future for yeah. Russell Wilson, and he has not looked anywhere near what they thought they were going to get. Um, the the Broncos have looked really, really, really bad. Yeah, uh, not good. You know what else is not good is Thursday night football. That's how bad the Broncos have looked. They've lo- they've looked Thursday night football bad. Um, another week, yeah, another disappointing Thursday night football game. Uh, honestly, I should be getting a discount on my Amazon Prime membership for having to endure this many horrid matchups. Yeah, that that game Thursday was really bad. Mm-hmm. We we got to watch uh, Carson Wentz suck it up again. Uh, Justin yeah. Fields sucked it up again. Listen, Carson, I can't keep making excuses for you, dude. Like, I'm, I'm the biggest Wentz believer out there, the Wentz truther. It's it's becoming really, really, really difficult to back this guy up. Well, now he's out four to six weeks. Um, yep. Looks like Taylor Heineke might be getting that starting job again. And we'll see. We'll really get to see how bad that offensive line is with uh, Heineke in there, I think. Yep. Um, or Sam Howell, I guess. Um, but I, I think it'll be Heineke. And, you know, they're just not good. They, they have no shot of making the playoffs, especially in that division. No, so, no shot. I, I mean, the season's these. already kind of a wash for them, but, you know. Hey, you still got to try. I mean, <clears throat> for the sake of the game, uh, you got to try. But there was a bright spot. There, 
first touchdown score on Thursday night football in a week in, in two weeks. Yeah. Just by my, my main man, Brian Robinson. Um, and uh, another bright spot is at least this Thursday night football game should be somewhat decent. It's you got better the, than what we've had on paper. Yeah, so Cardinals and Saints. Yeah. Um, I mean, two pretty, I'd say, offensive heavy teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olave should be back for the Saints. Yeah, the Saints Saints pass defense looks really bad too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it could be a fairly high scoring game, but you never know. It's Thursday night. Right. That's that's also true. Um, oh boy. Yeah. How about them? J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Let's go, baby. Um, the Jets are now four and two. They're now the three seed in the AFC. Mind boggling. Coming off a huge Absurd. win against the Packers. I did call that one. I did pick did. the Jets. You did call that. I, I thought you were crazy. Yeah. But the the defense looks unbelievable right now. Quinton Williams is looking like the number three overall pick um, that everyone thought he would be. He's providing a lot of quarterback pressure. The DBs have been elite. Sauce allowed one catch for eight yards. Lost right now sauce. he is the front runner for the defensive rookie of the year, which that was my pick. Um but, man, this Jets team is a lot of fun to watch. I haven't been this excited to watch the Jets play football in years. Um, it's been tough as a Jets fan. I go in every week knowing that every team's going to just kill us. And now I kind of want to watch them every week, and I have been. And and what's crazy, too, is your offensive line isn't even as as great as it could be because Kai Becton's out. Kai Becton's out. Imagine yeah. what, how, how good you'll be when you get Becton back. I know. That would be great. And, uh, you know, Zach Wilson looks really good. He does. Um, he doesn't need to be great. He just needs to be a game manager, and he needs to rely heavily on the running backs. Brees Hall looks amazing. He, as he does. Brees yeah. Hall is doing what Jonathan Taylor did last year, and it's so fun to watch. Um, you know, the schedule does get pretty weak in the last quarter of the season. So if the Jets could stay afloat, win a couple games here and there, and then turn it on again at the end of the season, I'm not counting them out to make the playoffs. No, nor should you. I mean, they look really, really good. Um, you're just you're also in a tough division. You mm. got Miami, you got yep. Buffalo, and I mean New England as mediocre as they are, they've been winning games. They've been yeah. winning games by a lot. Yeah, they have. They do. Um, New England looks really good with Bailey Zappi as quarterback. Yeah, and we'll talk um, about that in a sec. But yeah, I mean. Uh, in a sec, let's talk about it right now. Yeah, if you're Zappy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> Bailey Zappy is uh, looking really good in this offense. And I get, I get it. They haven't played any really good defenses yet. But um, he just looks more confident than Mac does. He does. He looks a lot more confident than Mac does. And Bailey Zappy is a guy that got spunk. You know, he, he has this poise that he, he just steps in and just commands that offense with with a sense of entitlement that I feel like Mac Jones really didn't have. Yeah, and I think even with the healthy Mac, you got to start Zappy right now. I just saw a tweet that came out today. Um, Mac was reportedly very angry with the Patriots for hiring Matt Patricia to be the offensive coordinator. I would um, be too. I'd be livid. I I agree. And the Pats also wanted him to get uh, ankle surgery when he went down with the injury, and he declined. So it kind of seems like there's some tension on both sides. Right. Um, I guess we'll see from here, but. Ooh. Hey, hey, hear me out. Mac Jones to Denver? I, I See, the thing is, I can't see them trading Mac Jones right now. But you got Bailey Zappi. He looks like he can win you games. And I, I don't I don't know Denver's why. Denver's in need of a quarterback. They are. If it, I guess it all depends on Russ's injury. If, if, if Russ is out for a long term, I think that could be a situation to monitor. It could be. Because, I mean, you'd put Mac in a good situation. 
and Zappy, you know, does a pulls a, a Brady Bledsoe situation over there in New England. Um, speaking of New England, speaking of Tom Brady, um, absolutely. They, they, I'm not gonna say they they pummeled Tampa, but I think mean, it was a close game. It was 2018, but wow, who had the Steelers beating the Buccaneers on their Week Six bingo card? Not, not me. me. Not me. Nope. Um, Pitt was able to steal a big win over Tampa. Uh, I think Tom Brady should have spent less time at Robert Kraft's wedding and more time studying his playbook, maybe. Uh, I don't know. All I know is Brady speaks his family the same way he speaks his offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised that him and Giselle are having marital Jeez. issues. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're, that was uh, rough. Did they're, you see that clip? Yeah, it, it was, it was they're they're rough. sitting there at three and three, um, tied for first in the division with the Falcons. Who had that on the bingo card? The Falcons at three and three. No, not a shot. And I, I will say, Falcons are six and zero with the spread this year. They are six and zero with the spread. They are undefeated against yeah. the spread. Yeah. Um. So if if you want a lock. <laughs> Every week I'd go with Atlanta. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, up until this point. I mean, obviously it's going to end at some point. Don't take any financial advice. Disclaimer, do not take any financial advice from us. Yeah. Do not put your mortgage on Atlanta this week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you got some, some rainy day funds, you know, maybe throw it on Atlanta. Who knows? Um, Another guy I want to talk about real quick is yeah. Travis Etienne. Um, we kind of knocked on him the first couple episodes just because James Robinson looked to be that guy as the RB1. Right. Um, Etienne is going to have his breakout very soon, I think. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, over the last two weeks, he has over 150 yards rushing on 20 carries. Um, not to mention he's snagged a couple of catches in both games. Um, he may not have led the team in carries, but he's been more productive than James Robinson has, which we didn't see the first couple of weeks. Right, yeah. And uh, I think under a Doug Peterson offense, you're going to ride with the, whoever has the hot hand. And I think Robinson's going to remain the goal line carry guy. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a touchdown dependent, probably RB3. But I think Etienne also is going to have RB3 upside, high end RB3 upside, maybe a borderline running back two ceiling, um, as he's going to you know have that, that production that he's been seeing uh, the past couple of weeks paired with you know the receiving work. So. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, you know, Etienne, we, we talked about how the game scripts kind of didn't really fit uh, – for ETN style, um, they they had some leads. The team right. looked better than what we thought they really were. Um, so they were relying more on James Robinson for that, you know, out of the backfield, giving him the carries. Right. But ETN's upside is as a receiver, I think. And when you're trailing and you need the receiving back in there, ETN's going to get touches. Yeah, and they did spend a first round pick on him. Right. You 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 lose him out your first season because of an injury. And now it's year two. You kind of got to justify that selection, yeah. even if it is a different head coach. Um, I think Peterson knows that. I think Peterson wants to get him involved. Uh, I think he's just kind of slowly working him into the offense. And uh, I think a breakout game is definitely on the horizon. Um, going back to last week, um, I went eight and six in my picks. I didn't do that great. Yeah, and I went seven and seven. Did you um, better than Griffin? Bringing us to total records, you were fifty three forty and one. I am fifty two forty one and one. Wow. Yep. Neck and neck. I I do take the lead so far this week though. Um, well, let's just jump into our week seven picks then. Yeah. So we talked about it Thursday night. We got New Orleans at Arizona. I'm gonna go with New Orleans on the road here. Wow. Really? I am. Okay. Um. 
you know, Arizona is getting Hopkins back this week. He did lose Hollywood Brown. And Kyler just doesn't look great. Um, I'm going to have to do a little more research. I don't know if it's still double XP weekend, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I like New Orleans odds. Um, you got to get the ball to Alave deep if he's active. Okay. Uh, I, I I expect a big game from Taysom Hill. Ooh. Andy Dalton's banged up. Yeah. Winston's banged up. Taysom Hill is probably going to get a lot of work as a quarterback, as a tight end, and as a running back. I think he has a huge day, um, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be enough for New Orleans to win. Olave is back, yep. but again. Dalton's banged up. I think that's going to have a, a lar- you know, his back's hurting him. Yeah, that's going to have a larger f- impact on the game than people think. Uh, Arizona just lost to Seattle. This is a bounce back game for them. This is a statement game. They're home. It's Thursday night. What a way to make a statement than beating New Orleans at home on Thursday in an electric game. That kind of electric game that might end ten three. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I think this is where Thursday night football kind of bounces back a little. I bit. hope so. I really, I really, I, hope, I really so. hope so as well. And uh, the comments did point out that uh, I was wrong last week. Amazon Prime does offer more than I, I thought it did. It, it does have House. Um, it does have Thursday night football. So I'm I'm sorry if I offended you with my uh, digs on Amazon Prime Video. So. <laughs> Let's jump into the next game. Uh, it's Atlanta at Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati here. They, um, you know, they didn't look great against New Orleans, but they got the win. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow connected a lot. Yeah. Um, but how is Jamar Chase going to do against AJ Terrell? That is very true. Um, I am taking Atlanta spread. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% taking that Atlanta spread. Um, and I because of that, I, I went back and forth a lot on this game. But at the end of the day, I got to go Cincy. They definitely just looked right in stride last week. They looked yeah. like they, they – the, the Burrow-Chase connection was there, and that gave them so much success last year. And um, I think they're going to try to ride that as much as they can this season. I agree. Uh, so I, I just – Atlanta is somehow 3-3. Three and three. They're at 500. I have no idea how because nobody really stands out on that roster to the, me. The team's not that good. Mariota's just playing really well. And is Arthur Smith that good of a coach? No, I don't think so. No. I don't think he's a good coach at all, honestly. I think Mariota's just playing really well. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, I have Cincinnati in a close game here. I think Cincinnati wins by a field goal. Okay. Detroit at Dallas is our next game. Yep. Um, <sighs> Dallas getting Dak back is huge. Yeah. Detro- I mean, Detroit's defense is god-awful. I'm going Dallas in a blowout. What scares me here is... Detroit's had a bye week, so they they've been preparing this game for two weeks. Um, despite that, you know Dak is coming back from an injury; he might be a little shook. Yeah, got to shake off the rust a little bit. I think C.D. Lamb has a really big game, though. Yeah, he's he's got his quarterback back. Um, it, it could just be. I think, per I think it should be a Cowboys blowout, but I guess you never know in those games where they should be a blowout. They tend to be close. Like, the Bucks should have just blown out the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. So. So, I'm hesitant on this game. I don't – I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I don't think Detroit wins here. But uh, I don't think Dallas wins as easily as they anticipate or the fans anticipate. Um, so, yeah, g- give me Dallas here. Yeah. We got Indianapolis at Tennessee, a, a big divisional game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee here. Interesting. Um. I just don't I don't I don't really trust Indy, man. 
they they should have been the clear-cut favorites to win this division and they just still have not been impressive but if they may be getting Jonathan Taylor back this week which would be huge um, but Tennessee at home I think the, the home field advantage there gives them the edge for me for me I'm not a huge fan of Tennessee to begin with I think they have a lot of holes that they're covering with band-aids they don't have Traylon Burks he's banged up yeah um, I mean that you got Derrick Henry Ryan Tannehill that's about it I mean, even their defense, you got some big injuries on their defense, and I have no idea how their defense has been doing it thus far. But I th- I think an epic collapse for Tennessee is on the horizon. I think it's up and coming. And the thing with Indy, you mentioned that how they, they you know start off slow. They start off slow almost every season. They do. The thing that I think is going to separate Indy going forward is they finally figured out their offensive line situation. That is very Their true. offensive line looked really good last week against Jacksonville. Yep. And I think they were shuffling guys around trying to see who to play where. You know, they had to hold the left tackle position. And like they tried moving Braden Smith, the right tackle, in the guard. Putting Matt Pryor out there. Then moving him back. You know, you have uh, the, the rookie, uh, Rainman. And I think they finally found out a nice uh, solution to their offensive line issue. I think that's going to give Matt Ryan a little protection. It's going to give him a little more time to throw. Alec Pierce looks really good. He's a good number two option. Uh, they're getting healthier in the backfield. Jonathan Taylor's coming back. Yep. I think this is a game that Indianapolis needs to win, and they know that, and they're going to win. So t- give me Indy here. Okay. Uh, Green Bay at Washington. I mean, Green Bay looks terrible. Washington's really bad. I'm still going Green Bay here. Um, if, if you – you're going up against anybody for a get your team right game. You want it to be against Washington. <laughs> Speaking of Washington, this game reminds me a lot of the 2020 election. Um, it's just it's the you know worst of two evils, right? Like, sorry, that was that was bad. Uh, but no, seriously, this game Green Bay's looked mediocre at best. Washington has had highs, they've had lows. So I I, I you know say they're a little mediocre as well. Uh, I got to give Green Bay the edge here. But Washington with Taylor Heineke might be the spark that they need. Could be. Um, to to kind of maybe come back and, and give them a little more hope to the season. I don't know if they really want to win. You might want to tank for one of those quarterbacks, honestly. You're in yeah, this point I mean, where... you, got, you got a lot of bad things happening up in the organization level. Yeah. You got Dan Schneider getting... Well, that's got to be weighing in on out. the players a lot. They Right. I mean, they're all going to come out and say they don't pay attention to that noise. But that's all, that's all they're going to be hearing. Exactly. I mean, I was watching on Thursday night right after the game. They were interviewing Brian Robinson, and all you hear is the sell the team chants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely prevalent in their lives, and they they've kudos to the Washington Commanders as they've been handling themselves very professionally. They have throughout this season with everything. They really going have on, all the distractions off the field. Um, with that said, I think I think Green Bay wins, uh, and and Washington, I. I do you have a bold take? I think Heineke takes over once his starting spot before the year's I, over. I, I see that as well. All right, next next team we have Tampa Bay at Carolina. Divisional game, Tampa coming off a big loss. Who do you got here? I got Tampa. I also have Tampa. Carolina's I mean, just not good, especially if yeah. uh, P.J. Walker's starting again. Yeah, or, or are they going to uh, bring in Jacob Eason? I don't once know. Once again, they brought doing. him in late in that game. Um, and uh, I believe he had an interception, which – uh, he's pretty familiar with, but yeah. Tampa, Tampa Bay, uh, they should not have lost that game to Pitt. Mm-hmm. They lost by two. Uh, they they tried to come back at the end, but 
they just Brady doesn't really have the best protection right now. No, he really doesn't. Those offensive line injuries that happened at the beginning of the season, we're really starting to see, especially yes. as we get down to you know later in the season where there's a toll taken out on these players' bodies. Yep. And, you know, it affects the performance. And I think that's what's happening here in Tampa. You know, guys who aren't normally used to starting, who are starting every game, and I think it's taking some wear and tear on their bodies, and they're not giving it their all every play. And I think that's why Brady's a little upset. But, again, dude, you're 45. You chose to play at 45. You got to live with, you know, you got to roll with the punches. Yeah, I 100% agree. But, yeah, give me Tampa in this G- game. Give me Tampa to bounce back. I th- Carolina, I mean, it's interesting what they're going to do because they want to sell. They're, they're a fire sale right now. Mm-hmm. And do you want to showcase these guys and try to up their trade value? Or do you want to kind of rest them like your Brian Burns, your, your Chris McCaffrey's? And, DJ Moore. And, and Yeah, and, and protect them from, from getting injured because McCaffrey went out and got a, a significant injury, like a high ankle sprain or something. Yeah, they're screwed. They're, they're screwed. They can't trade them. Yeah. And so I – it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that situation. But again, Tampa on paper just looks better. We spent way too much time talking about that game. Yeah. Uh, Giants at Jacksonville. Yeah, give me the Giants. I oh. think they just stay hot. Yeah, I think the Giants also stay hot. You know Jacksonville's favorite in this game? I know. They're three-point favorites. Um, Crazy. I don't I don't get why. The Giants actually look really good. Yeah. I got to give credit where it's credit's due. They're 5-1. and one. They're 5-1 and one for a reason. Yeah. And may not be the most entertaining team to watch they may not be the most flashy team or have the most uh star-studded roster but the giants are getting it done i i, I want to give credit to brian debull who has been a phenomenal coach he's definitely one of the front runners for coach of the year mm-hmm. and daniel jones who's been making throws that he needs to make yeah like i i don't see how you don't give this guy a contract after the year's out I agree. You, you're you're giving him a, an okay offensive line to work with. Yeah, I mean you got to build around no them. weapons. You got to build around them. Nobody else is going to come in and yeah. do much better as a rookie with the offensive line and no weapons. So I mean, yeah, I think he's earning. I think he's earning a contract. Hundred percent. Give me the Giants here at Jacksonville. Me too. Uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore here. Cleveland's defense is terrible. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's really bad. It's really, 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 really bad. They got torched by Bailey Zappi. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's Bailey Zappi. They man. also got torched by Joe Flacco. Touche. Okay, yeah, give me uh, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Baltimore. <laughs> um, Jets at Denver. <laughs> I'm taking them. Give me the Jets. Especially if there's no Russ. Yeah. If there's no Russ, sign me up for the Jets 100%. Yeah. Uh, nine times out of ten, but... It'll be interesting. 100%, nine times out of ten. Good yeah. <laughs> yep. Ignore that. Uh, <laughs> now, well, uh, well, I was going to say is nine times out of ten, the, the Jets are going to beat yes. the Den- Denver without Russ. I agree. Um, But Denver, uh, their, their defense has been solid. Like they, The defense has been really solid. The defense but the is offense really solid. is really bad. The, the, the offense defense... is stagnant. But what scares me is you bring somebody else in there other than Russ and – you have that that effect, the, the backup effect, where all of a sudden you're like a well-oiled machine. You go by, you know, the, the coaching's playbook rather than by, like, a star quarterback's yeah. uh, uh, 
you know, audibles and whatnot. And all of a sudden you have a recipe for disaster and, and you go a little, a little bit on a tear. Look at Dallas. Look what happened when Cooper Rush came in. Like th- that's what scares me about this game is if Russ doesn't play, I, I could see Denver taking it. Um, but I think if Russ plays, the Jets win this all day. Okay. Um, Houston at Las Vegas. Wait, so are you are you taking the Jets? Taking the Jets. Okay. Yeah, I'm with. Just, you. I'm with. Just you. want to make that clear. Uh, yeah, Houston at Vegas. I'm gonna go with Vegas here. Um, coming off a bye. Um, I think Darren Waller's got to get more involved. Definitely. Houston's but, uh, also coming off a bye. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yep, both teams coming off a bye. Um, I think Vegas is just a better team on paper, and coming out of the bye, we'll see what adjustments they made this past week. Um, and I think that'll be huge for them moving forward in the rest of the season, where the division actually isn't looking great outside of KC. Yeah, uh, Vegas, they've had a really, really, really rocky start. Yeah. This is a must win for them. This is a game that on paper you should win, and you can't, you can't, have any slip ups you need to do everything to a t make no mistakes like the, you can't lose this game to Houston. i 100 percent agree um i gotta go vegas here the, the better team on paper as long as you execute properly um this should be a blowout i agree uh seattle at the chargers yeah i'm gonna go with the chargers they still again did not look great last night um which why i i, I was on the fence on this game as well i i 100 percent was too um, Seattle. Seattle's just kind of a surprising team. Kenny mm-hmm. Walker's providing a huge spark to that offense right now. And I don't know. And and one one person that has not deserved enough credit, Tariq Woolen for Seattle's yeah. defense. The rookie cornerback, I think he's up there with Ahmad Gardner. I would like to point it Sauce out last week. Last week you said who's guarding Marquise Brown. I said Tariq Woolen and he picked him off at the end of the game. Yeah. Covering Marquise Brown. But Woolen, it, coming out of college, I loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, just athletic very team. athletic. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's providing a huge boost to that defense where they needed help in the secondary bad. 100%. And, and Kobe Bryant hasn't looked bad either. Yeah. He's, yeah. Looked, he's looked pretty solid I, uh, for, you know, everyone was like, oh, but he started to pose to Sauce Gardner in college. Like, how good is he? But he's looked really good in the, in the pros. Um Again, I toyed I toyed heavily with Seattle here. And I want I to take too. Seattle. I really want to take Seattle, but my my brain's telling me that the, the Chargers, Chargers at the home, man. Self, I, self, yeah, uh, the, the safe play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so I got to go with the Chargers. I think it'll be a close game though. Hundred percent. I mean, the Chargers uh, have their defense has not been up to snuff. So yeah, uh, KC at San Francisco. Yeah, give me KC. Here. I got to go KC. I mean, San Fran is up and down. KC has been consistently good. Yeah, they just, they're coming off a tough loss, but uh, they got to bounce back here. I think they get it done. Yeah, I mean, and that's a game where that was one in the final minutes of the game. Yeah, like that's true. They, they, they led most of that game. And it's not like they looked bad. They didn't look bad at all. It was a, clo- it was a really close game. I mean, it's game. just a matchup of two juggernauts against each other. So Right, right, and, and you had a lot of... A lot of emotions playing in that game as well with what happened. Yeah, I mean those two, those two teams year. play ten times. I think they go five and five against each other. I think yeah, they're as that's a coin flip of the game you, as you could get. Hundred um, percent. Next game, we're Pittsburgh at Miami. Yeah, that's our Sunday night game. Um, I, I I think it'll be a pretty decent game. Um, Tua should be back. I mean, they've been saying they said they, Tua's back. Yeah, so he, he was cleared to yeah. play. So um, give me Miami here with Tua playing. 
I got to go Miami with two player playing. Whether uh, the starter for Pittsburgh is Kenny Pickett or it's Mitchell Trubisky, they just their defense has looked pedestrian without TJ Watt. Yes. Um, yeah, their pass the pass rush is just not getting. There. It's non-existent. Yeah. Uh, so w- with no TJ Watt, uh, I think as as long as they don't have him, Pitt is going to be a bottom bottom tier team, but. That that makes it easy for me to select Miami. Yeah. Uh, and then the Monday night game. Yeah, Chicago at New England. Uh, we got primetime Justin Fields again. Let's go, baby. I can't wait to watch him. <laughs> Give me New England all day. Yeah, no, I mean New England. I don't care. I don't care who's that quarterback for New England. It should be Bailey Zappi, and if if it is, I expect another three hundred plus yard passing game from him. New England reminds me a lot of the Giants and the fact that they've been winning games the, the past couple weeks. Yeah, and they don't really have any star players. No, I hundred percent. Ramondre uh, Stevenson looks really, really good yeah, though. Yeah, again he, he against does. the Bears' run defense, who's not good at all. Yeah, and, and New England has a, a really good offensive line. Yes, like their top, top tier. Top, yeah, top five. Yeah. Uh, so give me, give me New England here. Yep. Uh, and real quick, our parlay pick of the week. You want? You want to start? I'll start it off. I got um, the Giants plus three. I think they went out right. Might change that to money line, honestly. Um, Atlanta plus six against the spread. Atlanta, come on. Bucks, Panthers over forty, and the Cowboys minus seven for plus one thousand two hundred thirty odds. Mine's kind of a, a bold parlay pick of the week. So, I also have the Giants plus three. I have Atlanta plus six. I think the Giants went out right. They're getting points. That's yeah. huge. Atlanta is six zero against the spread this season. Give me Atlanta getting six. Yeah. Give me the Jets money line. Also, give me the the, the Colts money line against the the Jags for plus eighteen seventy one odds. I'm sorry, against the Tennessee. My bad. Ignore me. Yeah. Uh, Indy money line against uh, Tennessee for plus eighteen seventy one odds. Uh, you lay down ten dollars, you're gonna win one hundred seventy one dollars and ten. One hundred eighty. One hundred eighty seven dollars and ten cents. I'm sorry. I'm 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 off my game today. I'm off my <laughs> we game. We both today. are. I think we were talking about this before how this past week of football just wasn't too exciting for mm-hmm. us and we're just kind of trying to get back into that get yeah. a little amped up again. Usually we, we do have a pretty solid slate. Yeah, we're we're usually really really pumped before uh filming and uh Yeah, neither of today, us were just excited about the games. I think yeah, that's what it came down to. Today's been a little little mundane, so ignore me for all my, right. my mistakes. We'll pick it up right here with some waiver wire watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off with a, a guy I really like, and that's Robert Tanyan. Um, Big Bob. Big Bob Tanyan. He had a massive day against the Jets. He had 10 catches, 90 yards. Uh, up until this point, Tanyan has been a touchdown-dependent high-end, probably tight end, too, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with a not-so-great receiving core in Green Bay, I'd look at his stat line and view it as a breakout game, honestly. Um, Tanyan is a trusted target for Rodgers, as we've seen the past couple of seasons, and uh, should continue to see a high target share. Uh, Big Bob Tanyan is rostered in less than half of Yahoo leagues and should be a priority if you have a question mark at the tight end position. I like it. Latavius Murray is the next one we've got on here. And honestly, I'll just start it off. Nathaniel Hack is just an awful coach. So, yeah. I mean, I get he wasn't there last year, but how does you watch a guy like Melvin Gordon? He's taking carries away from Javante Williams all of last year when Javante is clearly a better back. So I get it. He's the rookie. He's coming in. You want to protect your young guys. You want to get him, ease him into the offense. Right. But now Melvin Gordon can't even get on the field over Mike Boone and Latavius Murray. Murray had 15 carries for 66 yards, and it looks like moving forward, he's probably their starting back. 
Yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on. There's definitely a broken relationship between Melvin Gordon and the Broncos. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if it's is it the fumbling or there's got to be something behind the scenes too with Well, and, and you you did you see the picture where it was uh Melvin Gordon looking at, at Russell Wilson? Yeah. On the sidelines yep. and Melvin Gordon just looked done. I think yeah. I think Gordon's kind of given up on this organization. Yeah, I wouldn't going into the season he knew he was going to be a backup. He finally gets a backup starting gig and they're not using him. I would not be surprised if he's traded before the trade deadline. I agree. Um, Next one is another backup running back stepping up. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins sat out the entire second half and just didn't look explosive at all. That mm-hmm. knee is still bothering him. He's clearly banged up. Kenyon Drake steps in, 10 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown. And with Dobbins banged up, it seems like he's going to be the guy that gets the snaps. Um, I'd still be a little careful if you pick up Drake just because Lamar's upside as a runner. Yeah. Um, that's going to take away from, especially if you have a backup running back in, that's going to take away from their carries. But at the same time, he averaged a lo- over 11 a carry, almost 12 a carry. So yeah, That's absurd. Yeah. Um, well, we'll stay on the, the running back train uh, with B-Rob. We talked about him a little earlier. Uh, Brian Robinson was the only bright spot in that horrible Thursday night football matchup. Uh, but he did, he carried the ball 17 times. He had 60 yards and a score. Uh and that was his first NFL start. So he, he, looked, he looked pretty solid. Uh, it's clear B-Rob is the starting uh, running back for the Commanders. Uh, they don't like Antonio Gibson. That's no, kind of been I an even, ongoing joke on the podcast. Yeah, I, I even texted you in the middle of the game. When, when B-Rob came out, you look yeah. who's in. It's J.D. McKissick. It's not even Antonio Gibson coming in. So Right. But, well, speaking of J.D. McKissick, um, Robinson isn't going to get much of the receiver right. work because McKissick is there yes. uh, in the rotation. But I think Robinson probably, as of right now, is a touchdown-dependent running back three. I think uh, he's got RB2 upside. Definitely RB2 upside, uh, and he should be rostered everywhere that he is in RB. I agree, 100%. Um, and then the last guy we'll, we'll touch on really quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on this guy because he probably, chances are, is not available in your league. But if he was dropped due to injury, go out and, and, and add him right this second. Uh, that's Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Tua is on the list just because, again, he was dropped probably due to the concussion. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's probably not available, but Tua is a must-add. Tua has shown that he can produce in fantasy, and he has weapons to do so. Between Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Mike Gusecki, Tua is set up to succeed. He really is. This is a guy if, who if he's out there, you go get him right now. He can be a weekly top 12 quarterback. Yeah, he's a QB1 play. Yeah. Um, and that wraps, that wraps up the waiver wire r- watch. Uh, brings us into our sleeper picks. Yeah, some sleeper picks. Um, like we said last time, I mean, some of these guys could be on the waiver watch just because they're not rostered a lot, but it's guys that we kind of expect to have pretty big games this week based on their matchups, um, based on what's going on with their team, depth chart-wise, and stuff like that. So I'll start off with Alec Pierce. Um, he's facing a Titans team who has allowed the most passing yards per game at 287.6. That wow. is not good. No. Um, Matt Ryan has had at least 30 attempts in all six games and at least 37 in five of the six. Pierce saw six targets, bringing in four catches and 80 yards against Tennessee in week four. Um, And he's seen an increase in snap percentage over the last two games since then, too. So Alec Pierce, I think, is a really strong RB. RB. Wide receiver, three play. (laughs) Told you we're off today. Definitely a must-start at flex. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Alec Pierce is, like, I think this is, like, the third straight week where in PPR leagues he's had double-digit points. Yes. Yeah, it has been. Um, uh, and that started against the same team he's playing this week. So Right, right. I, I do like the matchup. Al- Alec, Alec Pierce is, is, in my opinion, Matt Ryan's safety blanket. You got mm-hmm. Michael Pittman as the, the first read, and then 
Michael Pippen's not open. Let's throw it off to Alec Pierce because he's open. Yeah. Um, next guy on the list is Wandale Robinson. Now, Wandale is everything the Giants wanted Kadarius Tony to be. Uh, Except for Kadarius Tony can't even get through a practice without getting hurt. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the dude has two hamstrings and has had three hamstring injuries <laughs> since the season started. Uh, <laughs> and an offense that has been very surprisingly good. Um, Robinson is going to see an increase in snaps moving forward. He had a he had a big game. Uh, camera yeah, die. The camera camera paused real quick. Yeah, that's Give right. Give us a second. Uh, sorry about that, guys. If you're listening on the podcast, bear with us. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving forward, um, he's going to he's going to step up. They're banged up at receiver. Right. You have injuries all around. Sterling Shepard's out for the year. Um, I, I think what I like about Wandale a lot this week, um, he could be using that Curtis slash Debo Samuel role out of the backfield and underneath. Um, and you look at week one when the, the Jags played the commanders who the giants are playing this week, the Jags, mm-hmm. um, Curtis Samuel had eight catches, 55 yards and touchdown had four carries for 17. He had a really good game. He did. Um, and I could, ex- I expect the same thing out of Wandale Robinson this week. Honestly, get him the ball. You, yeah. you took him in the second round. You you get a, you got to start utilizing that guy in your offense because he he has that potential to make big plays happen. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, look at what he did in Kentucky. Yeah. So, uh, the the next guy on the list uh, is is Chase Claypool. Um, this shouldn't be shocking seeing the kind of week he just had against the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami ranks twenty fifth in passing defense, creating another nice matchup for Claypool. He brought in all seven of his targets for 95 yards in touchdown, and he saw nine targets in week five. Claypool has been getting more looks, especially when Trubisky entered the game. Uh, five of his targets were after Mitch came in, uh, and he was a big reason why they were able to pull off this win. So if Pickett is out with injury again, uh, expect another huge target share for Chase Claypool. Yeah, even with Pickett in, um, Claypool is... Yeah, I mean, you've got solid receivers. You've got Claypool, Pickens, and Deontay Johnson, who are all going to get targets. But I think Claypool has been, over the last couple of weeks, the most reliable in that offense. Down the stretch, yeah. when they were closing out that game, he was getting the targets downfield. He had a big touchdown from Mitch Trubisky. And Claypool, he's looking really good. Yeah, he looks back to his rookie year. Where his rookie year, he he was really, really good. He He's a mismatch for a lot of corners just because of his size. He's 6'4". Yeah, he's 6'4", and he's quick. Crazy, yeah. So, I, I like Claypool a lot this week in a really good matchup for him against Miami. Like like you said, the 25th-ranked pass defense, just they haven't looked very good. Um, Which, speaking of Miami, would you yeah. like to segue into our next guy, our last guy? Yeah, our last guy on the uh, sleeper watch for this week is um, Raheem Mostert. So, Pittsburgh rushed. We, we talked about Pittsburgh's defense, how they're just not great in general. But they have the 18th-ranked rush defense, allowing 120 yards per game on the ground. The Dolphins have been very successful running the ball this year, mm-hmm. um, which has been a little surprising to me because I thought they were just going to be pass, pass, pass. But when they've given the ball to Mostert, and they, they've run this weird thing where he'll start running up and they'll throw the pitch. Yeah. It's, it's just a weird play, but it's been successful for them. And... Um, you know, if they get off to an early lead, I think Mostert's going to get a lot of touches down the stretch in that game. I guess I, I 100% could see that. Um, Raheem Mostert's definitely their lead back. So Another reason why I really like it is you've got Tua coming back. Mm-hmm. You, you you need to protect him. You can't have him drop him back every single play. You're going to have to mix in the run a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and 
the thing that I really liked about Raheem Mostert coming in the year, he was a San Fran guy before he was in Miami. And Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator. He was in a Mike McDaniel offense. So, and Mike McDaniels was the reason that there were so many intricate different runs with San Fran last season. He was the reason that they got Debo involved and and, and had just just this really creative run style on offense. And I think he's really going to start to implement that here later in the season in Miami. And I think that's going to bring a lot of value to Raheem Mostert. And he could definitely, I think, I personally think Raheem Mostert's a league winner. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, Yeah, he's definitely... Chase Edmonds is not rivaling. No, he's definitely... I was just going to say, he's definitely the RB1 over Edmonds right now. Edmonds Mm -hmm. is going to get the passing game work, Mm -hmm. which with Tua back, I think Edmonds could provide more of a spark to the offense than he has. He's going to be the third down back, um, which he has been most of the year. But if if Tua needs a little check down guy and you have Waddle and Hill stretching the field... I think Edmonds is going to be a, gr- a great safety blanket for Tua, but at the same time, when it comes to the running game, Mostert's going to get more of the work. 100%. And uh, that wraps up our sleeper picks and wraps up the, the pod. Yeah. Um, uh, I Thank you so much for, for listening, uh, and make sure to follow us on all, all socials. Yeah, we are at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok, at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you could check out the video version of this show on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. and as always we will see you next Tuesday and stay uh, stay cool, cool.